continue. As we get into this habit of grace of God's Word, uh, this kind of exercise helps us. It's just giving you a way in which you can approach the Scriptures, ask questions. That's a good, a really good uh, idea. Just start to ask questions. What are you noticing? What are you seeing? So we, we got you to do that there a little bit. Another great question is, is how do you see Jesus in this text? Or where is, where is Jesus reflected in this text? I'm going to take a few moments as we come to land and just free will exposition through Psalm 1 and 2 and just delight in God's Word. Jesus is God's Word to us. And the call throughout the Scriptures is to, and call and promise of God is for the blessed life. Uh, Genesis 1, God blessed it and He said it was good. And that got broken. The promise in Psalm 1 is, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Who, sta- who nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of mockers. How do we get back to the blessed life? Where is this blessedness? He uh, delights, but he delights in the law of God. That word law there is actually Torah. Now that means the five books of the Old Testament, it's used like that a lot, but it's also used as God's instructions, God's law, God's instruction to us. Blessed is the one who delights in God's ways, his instructions, his word to us. Blessed is the one who delights in these laws. Laws are a good thing. They're actually all loving if they come from God because God himself is love. God's instruction is good. And the blessed or flourishing life comes to those who delight in God's ways and meditate upon them. They are like a tree planted by the streams of water. They yield its fruit in season. They are constantly yielding fruit. Every life has seasons but fruitfulness, there's something that God is doing in every single season. The leaf does not wither. I would love to be evergreen. (laughs) Imagine never withering. Sometimes we feel like we're withering. The one who trusts in God's ways never withers. Not, Not never has difficult times, never withers down and dies. All that he does prospers. Not so with the wicked. They are like chaff that are blown away. Those who pursue other ways are blown away by the wind. It all comes to nothing when we don't do things God's way, when we don't trust in Him. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Blessed is the man who trusts in God's ways. That's the summary of Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who trusts in God's instruction. But who could ever do that? Who could ever completely adore and fulfill all of God's ways? Who was it who walked not in the counsel of the wicked? Who took no counsel from the wicked? Who stood never with the sinners, although he was accused of being a sinner? It was Jesus. He was never a sinner. He never scoffed at others, yet he received the scoffing from others. Jesus himself is the one who delighted perfectly in God's law. He said, Father, I've done all that you gave me to do. Everything I've heard from the Father, I've done. The one who delights perfectly in God's law is Jesus. He is the blessed one. He is the blessed one. He should never have been condemned or blown away like chaff, yet he went to the cross and was crushed and condemned so that we would never have to. He withered on the cross, so that we would never wither. What a story of God. We were blessed, we sinned, and now we wither, and God had to send His own Son 
to wither on the cross so that we would never wither. Blessed is the one who delights in God's law. And now we're invited in Jesus into this same delight, the same joy that we in Jesus are put right with God. That we don't have to with it. It is because of Jesus. We cannot keep the law. We cannot flourish on our own. We need the person of Jesus. This is how we delight in God's law. It's in the person of Jesus. And Jesus said, whoever believes in me, he shall not wither, but have eternal life. Right? He used that word wither, straight out of the psalm. Shall not, sorry, not wither, perish. John 3.16, whoever believes in me shall not perish, but have eternal life. And so this Psalm 1 invites us into the blessed life in the person of Jesus. The psalm is pointing to Jesus. What a delight. And then he says, why do, Psalm 2, why do the nations rage? Why do they plot in vain? That word plot is the same Hebrew word from Psalm 1 as meditate. It says, blessed is the man who meditates, who meditates on God's ways, who lives upon God's instructions. Here we're getting the opposite picture. The nations are plotting, are meditating in vanity. They are consumed by their own ways. What is it like for the one who does not uh, attend and get careful, who pursues their own ways? They wither slowly. They pursue, they plot in vain, they meditate in vain. The kings, they set themselves against God's anointed, literally against the Messiah. That word is anointed, the Messiah. They set themselves up against God. They want to throw off these God's ways. I don't want to do things God's ways. I don't, I don't want these ways. I know better. Not just the kings. It says all the peoples do it. Psalm 2. And so here we see the opposite of the blessed one who's flourishing. We see the wither. Actually, what's going to happen is that these guys wither because they don't follow in God's ways. They reject God's ways. And what is God's response? It says he sits in the heavens. Where does God sit? Up far in the heavens, not in the council of the wicked. We sit in the council and have a chat and think we got it all worked out and we can throw off God's rule. God begins to laugh. He says, it's not even possible. You think you can do it, you cannot. He's not part of the conversation. He's above the conversation. He rules from the heavens. He is seated. And he says, my response is, see, I've set my king on my holy hill, on Zion. I've set my king. You are my son, he says. Today I have begotten you. You are my one and only. I have a son. My response is, I have set this king. And the king is Jesus. There's only one who is the begotten of God. It is Jesus, the king who rules from Zion. The ends of the earth are given to him and all the nations are given to him. It says he rules them with an iron scepter. His lordship and his rulership can never be broken. You cannot throw off God's rule. You cannot abandon God's ways and flourish. You can only wither. Therefore, be wise and be warned. Therefore, be wise, be warned. O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. There is a wise way. There is a good New Year's resolution. <laughs> what is it? Be wise and worship God. Be warned. Not only is it wise, it's also a warning. Because this is not uh, level two. You know, This is not level, low-level issues. This is Jesus, the King of the universe, who cannot be dethroned. God's king, God's answer to all things is Jesus. Be wise and do what? Kiss the son, lest you perish in his anger. 
You see the imagery again? Kiss the sun. Draw near to Jesus. There's the invitation. If you'd like to be wise, if you love the flourishing life, where do you go? You kiss the sun. Come to his son, Jesus, who rules, lest you perish in your way, the way of sinners. Psalm 1 verse 2. Blessed are all who find their refuge in him. Blessed is the one who delights in God's ways. Blessed are all who trust in his king. And his king is Jesus, who sits and invites us into his rescue and his redemption. This is such a wonderful invitation. That's how you read Psalm 1 and 2. That's how you delight. You ask these questions. You, you see Jesus. God's word to us is beautiful. His rescue is amazing. This gospel story is incredible. That's how you read God's word. I want to invite us into delighting, to learning to delight deeper in God's word, deeper than we have in the past, seeing Jesus in these scriptures. Psalm 1 verse 2 says, His delight is in God's law. I wonder what God delights in. Our call is to delight in him and to take refuge in him. That's how we practice all of the habits. They're a point of delighting in God, a point of refuge in God. We are called to delight in him. Micah chapter 7 gives us a picture of what God is like and what he delights in. How good is this? Who is like you, O God? Pardoning iniquity and passing over transgressions for your inheritance. For he does not retain his anger forever because he, here it is, delights in steadfast love. God's great delight is a covenantal steadfast love. He delights to pass over iniquity of his people. He delights, it says, in showing steadfast love. He will again have compassion upon us. He will tread out our iniquities underfoot and he will cast away our sins into the depths of the sea and he will show faithfulness and steadfast love to us. We get to delight in God's ways and he delights in showing us steadfast love. How good is God? How good is his word? As we enjoy this summer series, we want to invite you to delight in God's word. It is a means of grace and flourishing to us. It's how we cease from withering. Perhaps you have felt a little withered. I want to encourage you to partake in this huge banquet, this feast that God's put on before us of his word. In Thessalonians, the book we just finished preaching through, it says, we thank God constantly because you received God's word, not as you heard it from us, or not as if you heard it from us, but you accepted it not as the mere words of men, but as the word of God, which it actually is, or which it is, it says. Make this a habit in your life. God's word is the Word of God. Elevate it to such a high place 
that it's like, wow, it's more important than any other things. When God's word speaks to me and it speaks goodness, his laws speak goodness, I will shape my life. I will mold my life around it. God, let your word come to me and let me receive it as the word of God. Let me receive it as the word of God. What a beautiful invitation. What a beautiful grace. What a beautiful goodness God has given to us in his word. And so we're going to continue next week and we'll be looking at how to delight in God's word. That'll be for next week. I wonder if I can close with a statement and maybe, we'll, maybe we can stand together and come to communion. We're going to come to communion now. I'm just going to read one last thought. And then we're going to partake in communion together. But the flourishing life comes not from a New Year's promise that we've made, but it comes from constantly shaping our lives to be found delighting in God's word and his ways, his instructions to us, and by perpetually making God our true refuge in all things. As we come to communion, this is us remembering that it was Jesus who withered so that we might flourish. This is the meal when we remember that Jesus perished so that we will never perish. What great joy, what great blessing, what great goodness of God to us. If you're a believer, you believe that Jesus died and rose again, and you've put your trust and your faith in him, I invite you to come down and partake in the communion and remember and praise God that you flourish because he withered. Come on down and praise God and partake together. Thanks, everyone. Come down.